All right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. And our special guest is Ken Watkins. Ken is a publisher of the American Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine. And you can find his website at www.ajendomed.com. And the objective of the of the of the excuse me the objective of the American Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine is to help educate medical professionals on the role of the endocannabinoid system in homeostasis, and as a therapeutic target for cannabis and cannabinoid cannabinoid prescription and non-prescription pharmaceuticals. Now Ken's been publishing for a while, but early on in his publishing career, he chose to focus on medical publishing on the pharmaceutical side. And we're going we're gonna to talk to Ken about all this because it's a pretty cool thing that he's doing. So how are you doing today, Ken? Great, great. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so now we were talking just before this and we flip-flop one of the questions. So I'm going to get back to that. I almost, almost, <laughs> almost fell back to the, to the original <laughs> plan there, man. Um, what is the, you know, the, the American Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine? What is your vision for that? Sure. You know, um, take a step back when we when we launched, right? We launched back in, in November of 2019. Uh, great idea, I think, just poorly planned because we launched right into the teeth of COVID. And that that wiped out a lot of our plans, uh, you know, going into 2019, 2020, even 2021. But the original idea for the journal was simply to focus on the endocannabinoid system as a therapeutic target, the way nobody else was was doing. Um, as you as you probably know, it's our big regulator. It regulates so many different other uh, bodily systems in our in, you know in our body that uh, I couldn't believe that we weren't studying it the same way we would be studying the cardiovascular system or the nervous system. And you know, I had personally known people that were helped by by cannabis. So, you know, back in 2018, I, I started to take a look at the landscape and, and I thought, you know, what this medicine needs to help legitimize it, right, is a, a medical journal that focuses on the endocannabinoid system as a therapeutic target and give doctors the education about this system that they never got in med school. And that was our that was our vision. That's cool, man. That's very cool. Because I'm meeting more and more people like you with with that necessarily like you with with the with the with the vision of getting this stuff into the hands of and and the institutions of professional medical professionals. That's where it belongs, man. You know, I you know I'm all for the you know the rec side, all for the adult use side, but we focus on the medical side of the house 100, and uh, it's almost unfair to doctors, right? When when patients go to ask their doctors about cannabis or CBD, these doctors were never trained on this. So a lot of doctors don't even know if they can speak to their patients about it, right? So we're in this weird, mushy, gray area where, you know, an adult needs to come into the room and say, this is how this is going to run. And hopefully we're going to get there soon. That's cool. That's very cool. Now, <clears throat> publishing, you've been doing publishing for a while. No. What was going in on what was going on inside of you and outside of you when you recognized that that was that publishing was going to be the direction that you point your your career and your energy for your career? Sure. I was a, a detail rep at a small pharmaceutical company in Wayne, New Jersey called Burlex, uh, calling on cardiologists, calling on obgynes. Um, 
you know, certainly not a Pfizer, certainly not a Lily, but, you know, a, a nice little company to kind of break into the industry with. My father was working at a publishing company called Cliggett Publishing. And, you know, an opportunity came to interview at, at the company. Um, the, the job paid more. I didn't know anything really at the time about medical publishing, but I learned real quick. Uh, I had the interview and I started my career uh, as a sales rep on a, on a medical publication called Consultant Magazine. And that's what kind of catapulted me into the into the industry. And that goes back, my God, to mid early 90s. Right. Fast forward to 2018. I've worked for the British Medical Association, the American College of Physicians. Uh, I've represented uh, not for profits, for profits, med ed, everything in between. So, you know, getting a message out to the physician is kind of been what I've been doing for the last 20 something years. And then, like I said, I I, I got interested in um, in the holistic side of, of medicine, not just not just cannabis, but Ayurvedic medicine, um, traditional Chinese medicine. Right. And I started to take a look at how those uh, different modalities were helping people and, you know, in, in different ways. And I thought, you know, a combination probably is where we need to be. Right. A combination of traditional pharmaceutical um, synthesized one molecule products, along with this this holistic side of, of the house, organic plant based healing. I, I I really agree with that approach too. I really agree with that approach too because I don't think it's you throw one out in favor of the other only. No. It's it's both can work hand in hand. Yeah, it's whatever works for the patient. You know, at the end of right. the day, if you know, if 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 Epidiolex is working and controlling somebody's seizures, why would somebody want to pull them off of that onto you know a, a plant based solution? Same thing. If somebody is if something is working for somebody that's plant based, why pull them off of that and put them on a on a pharmaceutical? So it's whatever. Put the patient at the center of this equation, and I I don't think you can go wrong. You know, you, I'm I'm getting I'm getting thoughts of uh, Dr. Uma Donna Balin, who's who who continually focuses on the patient as well too, and 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 others that I've had in the podcast too. It's been it's cool. It's very cool. Now you said in the '90s, in the early '90s, early mid '90s. When you're doing this, how old were you when you at that time? Oh wow, I'm going to date myself now. I know, I know, man. I'll do it too. I'll do it with <laughs> you. Let me too. I, I guess I, I was in my 30s at the time, right? Yeah, back back then, and and you know when I first started kind of getting into the, into publishing, and I never did any other kind of publishing but medical publishing, right? But it it, it kind of really afforded us the 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 opportunity to um get in and see what a brand team does at a pharmaceutical company and, and how does that work and how do brands you know get fda approved and what does that journey look like and it gave me a real good understanding of how kind of things work that's cool you look good i <laughs> i was not expecting you to say 30s when you when i asked you that <laughs> i wasn't expecting that ken i really was not expecting that you look good you look really Thanks, good man, man. Thank yeah you. absolutely wow 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 Okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to hear 30s, dude. I really wasn't expecting to hear 30s <laughs> it's at all. Around there, yeah, give or I, take. I don't do any video, so nobody can see you. Thank God. <laughs> he's a young looking, he's a young looking man, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, man. So um the stigma around marijuana is still strong in the US. And when it came to in to bringing marijuana cannabis whatever you want to call it into a focus of yours how did you come to understand its value mm -hmm. to a point where you said you know what i'm going to bring this into my career and i'm going to bring this into what i'm doing outwardly and publicly 
Sure. Yeah. Um, I had known people that were personally helped by, by cannabis. And of course, at the time there was no distinction of medical versus non-medical. It was whatever you're, you know, the guy that you were dealing with had at the time, but people were using it that I knew, you know, for everything from um, sleep disorder, right. To, to chronic pain. And they were, they were get, they were being helped and they were kind of migrating off some, some uh, pharmaceutical agents that had pretty heavy duty side effects. Right. Plus I was always interested in, you know, in, in holistic medicine, like we discussed the Ayurvedic medicine, yeah. the Chinese medicine. So it kind of dovetailed really nicely into that. And I guess it was around 2018, you know, that was the first time I had heard about legalization and, you know, the, the medical versus rec and the nuances between the two. It was also around that time, I guess, that I started to see videos of of children that were seizing that were automatically these seizures, these seizures were automatically arrested when cannabis oil was administered underneath the tongue. Honestly, man, I thought it was a fake for for a couple of months. I, I thought these were like total scam videos and, and it, it couldn't possibly act this quickly because these children were like seizing heavy and then fine. Literally the next minute I started doing my research into it and I'm, I'm learning that, you know, these kids would seize all day. Basically, if they were awake, they were having seizures. And the only thing that worked after they had been through a couple different pharmaceutical agents, the only thing that worked was full spectrum medical cannabis. And that kind of blew me away. I was like, wow, there. So now I, I knew people that were helped for pain, sleep disorders, and now children that are having seizures, those seizures are being arrested like on the spot. There's something to this and I need to learn more. And the more I learned about it, man, the more I was like, this is definitely medicine. It can be used recreationally as well. I don't have a problem with that, but 100% this is medicine. So let's start treating it as such. And one of the things that I thought would really legitimize cannabis as medicine is a medical journal that speaks to doctors in, in a language and in a format that, that they're used to, right? And that they respect, which is, of course, you know, a traditional medical journal. That's cool, man. That's a really cool story too, <laughs> because I have three kids and they're, they're 12 and under. Right. And it's kind of like when an adult's in pain, you understand an adult can, can bear pain to a degree more than a child. Right. Yeah. And then, and then when you understand that their, their conscious life is in more pain than it is not. And that's a, that's significant. And that's cool. That's a very cool thing, man. That's very cool. <clears throat> Sorry, man. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Because <laughs> I got, you know, it's just like, you know, you kind of, you kind of, I don't know, having children has definitely changed that. I've always had that type of uh, understanding and care for kids. But when you, something about when you have your own, it's kind of like, whoa, it's different. It's a little bit different, man. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that somebody who doesn't have kids can't experience that. I'm just saying I'm in I'm in the midst of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you, man. No, it, you get it, where it, I'm it, at. It, it gives you a different perspective. Man. Yeah, it, it's undeniable. I mean, to sit here and say that it doesn't, I think would be would would be crazy. You know, when you see these kids having these seizures, you think, what if that was my kid? Yeah, it like, could well, be the only thing you think of. Right, and it's like the options that I mean, I've had other guests on. Where they're talking about the options were like the heavy, heavy, heavy tranquilizers where they're just vegetables. And if they're not seizing when they're asleep and when they're unconscious, okay, 
But that's not a good solution. That's not a lifelong solution. That's a temporary solution until something more sustainable for the medium to long term has been discovered, not discovered, but worked out because these things right. exist. Right. And it, clearly they exist. Epidiolex is doing very, very well. Why? Because it's effective. Right. So, you know, let let these people, children especially, experience relief and and don't get hung up on where the relief is coming from. Amen. Amen. And we're going to get to the, the spiritual side of that later on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Oh, that was good. Um, now, when it comes to other things other than just health, well, how do you see it for fitness? Do, do you cover Do you cover anything for fitness and, and, and well-being? Sure. So, you know, what, what we're learning over the last couple of years, especially, is that, you know, number one, athletes have been using cannabis for recovery for years. And just not saying anything about it. And now what we're learning is, you know, a, a lot of athletes are coming out strongly against the heavy duty painkillers that they were given to, but, you know, by their teams, you know, maybe with good intentions, but they're saying, you know, hey, look, I went through that when I played. It didn't work for me. Very quietly, I had been using med medical cannabis because I knew if I use it, you know, if I got caught, I'd be probably thrown out of the league that I was participating in at the time. So I use it quietly. I use it secretly, but it brought relief and it brought relief without all these other side effects that some of these other pharmaceutical drugs did. And so, you know, you're starting to see now athletes are are very, you know, um, boldly coming out and saying, like, not only did I use I, you know, I use today and I love it. And I my grandma uses it. My kids use it. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> There's there's almost in, in, in some ways, yes, 100 percent. The stigma is still there. And in other ways, uh, it's gone almost completely. People are proud to, to to say, like, yes, I use cannabis. I get relief from it. This is how it works. This is what they can't wait to tell you their cannabis story in some cases. And that is that is a cool thing about the other side of that stigma coin. <laughs> it really is, man. It, it really is, because when you have athletes like, you know, coming out and saying, like, they're very influential. Right. You know, yeah, I, that's I, that. I, that's I, it, I look right. up to athletes a lot. So, you know, when an athlete is saying like, hey, no, read up on this, study it, educate yourself. But this is not just a drug. Can it be abused? One hundred percent. It can. Right. Just like anything else. Mm -hmm. But let's take a look at this as medicine and maybe as opposed or in addition to other medications that you might already be using. Right on. You know, um. When you were telling that story, I, I thought of something, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought of something, uh, another story of something that is uh, a little bit different, but the same, same concept, right? So we were moving and um, we had to get everything, you know, you move, you get your, you get everything cleaned up, you get everything fixed up, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, we were having some work done and these two people, these two women came and they were doing some work. And, uh, and this is, when we were in the state of Virginia and Virginia had, this is like the, like 2021. So like the pandemic is still there. The marijuana is being rolled out. You know, you know, it's, it's nice. coming out. Yeah. Right. It is, but people are, people are still getting access to it. And, um, the, the two ladies were like, Oh yeah, we're, we got, we got to do this again tomorrow. And we started talking about marijuana because I'm going to do this podcast, right. I'm doing, I'm already doing this podcast at this time. And, uh, and one of the ladies is like, yeah, I'd like to have a drink, but you just can't have too much. And the other lady says, I can use this and be fine tomorrow. Like, in other words, not hungover. Not those, right. 
you, you're not going to, you're not going to, you, you, you're going to, she's going to be able to go and perform her job the way she knows she can. And the same thing with an athlete, right? The concept, like the same concept, but different people. And this is the thing about like when you say the athletes are very influential, I certainly agree. And this is where I saw it. This is where I saw it like in 2021 in Virginia, right? In Virginia. <laughs> it's like, wow. And that, that, uh, that alone doesn't sound like much, but when it comes to people's lives and daily work and when people are, are already under enough stress as it is, you know, people are already under enough day to day, be aware of this. Don't be, you know, it, it, it's cool to see what you're doing because it helps people, not just the athlete, this helps people daily who aren't so influential, who aren't so right. And this is where, this is where, this is where that stuff really hits. It's kind of like getting that information into the hands of doctors and, and, institutions and saying hey check this out you know you, how you do it but I'm, I'm saying it the way i say check this out because it, it's got it's got real efficacy it's real it's real medicine that's cool yeah. man and and, and basically you know and not so many that is kind of what we're saying and hey doc we're not trying to replace any like don't get nervous here you know first of all if you you don't have to go back too far right in, in the pharmaceutical industry to see that that cannabis was utilized by Pfizer, by Park Davis, by Merck. They were making products with copious amounts of, of cannabis in them. So it's not a complete, a, a completely new world that we're trying to introduce here. It's kind of really going back to, you know, the, the 20s and the 30s, what they already knew. That is kind of funny, the 20s and the 30s going back then. <clears throat> because it's, it's uh, I like music a lot. I don't play any <laughs> instruments, but I love music. And when you think about music and, and creativity, and the time and a hundred years ago when it was legal and people were just, I just can't imagine what the country and the world would be like if they hadn't, if, if leadership had not prohibited it. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a totally different world right now. I think I'd be, and I don't say not totally different, but I think it would have the potential to be a much better world. You know, it it may have right ushered in this this new way of thinking about plant based medicine in general, right? right? And 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 I know there's a pathway, there's a botanical drug pathway that still exists to this day, and 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 hopefully, you know, we'll be utilizing that more with plant based, uh, different plant based treatments that will help patients. But it's it's not new, right? We 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 went through this. We it's it's existed before. So it's kind of a return to what we used to do as opposed to this brave new world that everyone sometimes portrays it to be. It's funny. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. And man, I you look really young. Ken, I get tripped up on how old you are. <laughs> Dang, man. Ken's been Ken's been doing this for a while. And 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 that's that's very cool. That's very cool. All right. Now, um, before we shift to the second half of the podcast. Is there anything you want to share with listeners about what you got going on for 2024? Um, yeah, you know, in, in 2024, we so just to take a step back, we launched the website back in August of, of 2023. And the response from all over the world, man, it has been great. And I think a lot of that has to do with the timing. Uh, you know, it like we're coming at a time where we'll take a step back. In 2019, the landscape wasn't quite as friendly for this conversation about medical cannabis that we're having now. I don't have to tell you that you, you yeah, probably I agree. Yeah. better than I do. Right. Um, 
it's you know you fast forward a couple of years forward and it it it's completely different it's all anybody wants to talk about usually in a positive sense right uh, you know i i very you hear about cannabis hypermesis a lot you hear about and and that conversation should be had right we should we should talk about the the positives and the negatives uh, as far as cannabis is concerned but i i think what you're seeing right now is a willingness to have this conversation among doctors among uh caregivers among parents and grandparents and teachers and 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 coaches you they were that open to the idea uh you know as, as recently as five years ago so you know now you're seeing a completely different landscape and i'm excited to see you know where we are a year from now two years from now the research that's going to come out if schedule three goes and i think it will you know i'm excited about the research and the products and the patients that will be helped by all that that's cool that's very cool me too i am excited too <laughs> um i am it's it's uh I, I've got a, my mother has, she lives in the state of North Carolina, right? And, and she has a bad back surgery. She had a bad back surgery and she's on a bunch of pills for the rest of her life. And uh, I would love to see if cannabis could help augment her regiment to where she could peel some of that stuff off and not feel like such a pill consumer every time she has to organize her pills for the week. You know what I mean? Because that's a different that's a different kind of thing when you when when somebody's looking at that stuff and it's like, wow, yep, this one's for this the a.m., noon, p.m., Monday, Tuesday, and then on down the line, right? And it's just kind of like there's side effects to all that crap. Yeah. And this is this is where I think it is really exciting, and this is where what you're doing is really cool because you're hitting it from an angle that that. In the uh, educational world, where the rubber meets the road, you know, I I don't like using cliches, but that <laughs> is that is one that everybody understands. That is one where everybody understands. It's kind of like, no, this is scientific studies, and this is a journal, a publication that is there for public consumption and the consume. And you know what I mean. And that's where it's like, this is this is to educate people, and that's that's a it's very it's very cool that you have a heart to do that. And I think it's even cooler that you're willing to come on this podcast and talk about it too. That's cool. Wow, this this is great, man. I love the conversational format you got going here. So this is this is wonderful. You ready to shift to the second half? Let's go. All right, man. Um, were you raised with any type of religion or belief system or or no relief or no, excuse me, no, no faith or no mm -hmm. belief system? Yeah, no, I was I was raised Roman Catholic, went to Catholic grammar school, went to Catholic high school, and uh, you know, believe in it to this day. Right on, right on. And man, that was a quick answer. I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Okay, so uh, here's the next one. Do you believe that the universe and all the life in it is the result of a series of accidents? Or or obviously you believe there's a, an intelligent designer behind it, I'm, I'm presuming, right? Yes. Okay. Now, this is one, because you, I, I didn't know you were a Catholic born and raised. I'm going to ask you this one. What are, you, what are your thoughts on, does it matter to you on, and whether it's evolution or creationism? Does any of that matter to you? Or do you have any thoughts on it? I mean, this stuff is, this. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But, right. I, I, but not knowing that you're a born and raised Roman Catholic, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Because, you know, I, because of the plant-based medicine aspect. Right, right. right. And, and, Number one, I, I find the, the conversations fascinating and, and, and compelling and, and fun even at, at times. But I'm in your camp. It, it, we don't know. 
and it doesn't matter. We don't know if the Big Bang happened. We think it did, right? But we don't know. And that's kind of where I fall. I, you know, I, I fall a, a lot along the lines, especially when it comes to religion of, I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend like I do. And and I, I completely, because there are Christians who believe creationism and evolution. It's just yeah. a matter of what, and that's when I'm like, you know, I don't care. I just thought I'd ask because, because, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm the more, uh, there's, there are uh, not many guests that, that start with a religion and when by the time with the, uh, that we have the conversation with the recording are still with that religion mm. you know what i mean and that that's yeah. why i was like whoa so it took me back a little bit i was like whoa <laughs> you know what, man i, I just I, I, think, I think i think i've just fewer and fewer guests that are like that that's what i'm that's just an observation what do you think i i think there's so many things we can talk about right that that divide us Right. Yeah. So we could get we could get into we can go down so many rabbit holes, especially when it comes to religion, right. where it divides us, where you're talking about evolution and I'm talking about create. And it, it we never get together because we're too busy arguing about things. Let's be honest. Neither one of us know about for sure. And so is it, what are we doing? Go ahead, man. Sorry. My, my, no, that's it. My point was like it's 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 it can some people can get really hung up on it and do exactly what you just said get hung up on it and it prevents future engagement in a positive direction. And that's where it's kind of like, ah, I just thought I'd ask because I don't care. I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's it. Like I, I'm more of, does that have a, a bearing on what's happening right at this moment today? And yes, you can argue that it does, but does it really like, I don't know. There are so many different things. I mean, religion in general uh, there's so many different divisions among different religions. Now we're going to get within the same religion and continue these arguments. I mean, we can if if you want, but I don't see the utility of it. I I you know what I've I had the same observations with you and and uh, it's a funny thing. It's a very human thing to do exactly that. You know what I mean? It's a very human thing to do exactly that. Sure. All right, man. Let's keep pushing forward. You ready? Yeah. Do you believe that this life is a free ride? And what meaning do you believe that? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. You know, that's right. That's right. Meaning, do you believe in a life after this life? And if you believe in a life after this life, do you believe there's some form of payment due upon death? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, do I believe in in reincarnation? I feel like this goes back into what we were just talking about. I really don't know, man. And I guess the thing that bothers me is when people act like they definitively do know. Right. Cause I don't think that we, I don't think we do. So I believe that, yeah, there's a price to be paid for how you, how you act while you're here. Um, whether that's a heaven or a hell and in that duality, I, it could be, but again, I don't know. Um, if I, don't treat my dog right. Do I come back as a dog that gets <laughs> treated? Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe. I don't know. I don't make the rules, right? I don't know. And and that's really where I net out on that. I I, I really don't know. And I, I don't even want to guess. I understand. I understand completely, man. And it's, and uh, the, I'll, I'll use the example that you said, you said that the dog example. And, and that's, that's, uh, when I when I think of getting down to performance for some type of 
acceptance or some type of blessing. And in, and when and in my life, when I've thought about it like that, like those, even those micro moments, man, it is exhausting. It is like, whoa, this just can't be sustained because it's impossible. And and the scripture scripture says, you know, when when Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount, he's talking to people and he's saying, it's not just what you say or do; it's actually where it starts, and that's in your heart. So the fact that it even gets into your heart. That's the, that's the standard. And that's why everybody will fail to meet the old covenant requirements, the Ten Commandments, right? And uh, when I think about Hinduism, <clears throat> the awareness of, of those, all those, of the awareness of that connection between the heart and the, and the human, the mouth and the actions is definitely there for sure. And uh, The, the concept for me, you brought reincarnation, which is why I'll bring it up too. The concept of reincarnation along those lines of tallying up those micro movements into the bigger movements, boy, that 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 freaks me out too. <laughs> that freaks me out because I'm like, I uh, I can't guarantee that my bad deeds did are are not going to outweigh my good deeds. Right. And, and it's like, and then how do you, how do you measure the good ones? You know, is, is it quantity quality? You know, I've heard people say sometimes quantity is a, is its own type of quality. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and no. I, just, I just bring that up because you brought up reincarnation. I was like, you know, that's because I think about this stuff and I think a lot of people do. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think a lot of people do. And I think that's the idea of religion to a degree to begin with, right. Is to keep man in line. Because man needs to be kept in line. Let's be honest, you know, and I think maybe part of what religion was invented for, right, is to give people some guardrails like, hey, man, you can't just go out there and, and, you know, do anything, rape and pillage and kill people and do there. Are, well, why? Why can't I do that? Like if you're going to if you're the type of person that needs to think about why I shouldn't go rape and kill. Well, you have this thing called religion, right, that will tell you, like, there's a price to be paid if you do that. So maybe that was part of it too. Again, I fall on the side of, I don't know, man, but it would stand to reason that that might be an aspect of it. Yeah, that's cool, man. That is cool. I, I'm i digging this conversation with you, Ken. I'm glad Thanks. you accepted. I'm glad you accepted. This is fun. <laughs> yep. All is. right, man. <clears throat> you know, that was actually the last question, actually. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. So there's something I want to follow up with you on, though. Um, that uh, the the idea of justice upon death, like that, this, there there will be some justice upon death. I think that that's part of what you were just describing in terms of uh, a frame around humanity. Like like it it is it is not. A, I don't believe it's a free ride either. I think I think we have the way. And and I and I heard it. Here's I heard it in I read I read it in uh in the book of Enoch. And it was as the description of it was, I was like, wow, that's really good. And he's like, we've been given a heart and a mouth to express what's in it. And that's where it's like, wow, that's, that's pretty profound. That's pretty cool. And, um, excuse me. Um, excuse me. <laughs> well, you go a sip of water. Here. All right. So the, the, um, Man, I kind of lost my point, Cam. <laughs> Crap. You're getting deep, man. You're I know. I know. And, and I'm trying to bring everybody with us at the same time, too. <laughs> um, the heart and the mouth and the expression and 
the uh and what what we do with it you know there's a there's a justice to that there's there's one thing when there's one thing when somebody has a thought and goes you know what that's that's not what a thought i want to hold on to and they let it go it's another thing when somebody's in a, a position of leadership and and they say you know what i'm gonna hold on to that bad thought and i'm gonna implement it for others there there that's where that kind of a justice is uh I believe in too. I, I believe that that there is that that if we don't see justice in this world, we will see it. And I don't want to say I don't want to say it like that because here, here's the what I mean by that. A lot of us have an idea of justice, and sometimes it's not the way when when it come when it when we receive it when it actually comes, it's not always the way we imagine it. And I think sometimes and I and I'm speaking for myself too because I grew up watching TV. You know, I grew up. When cable came out, right? I grew up when bang, cables, boom, had all those channels, man. It was just like you don't have to worry about the antennas giving out on you. You yep. you got good picture. And uh <clears throat> I kind of feel like that now because when the Wi-Fi gets when the weather gets a little wonky, the Wi-Fi screws up. It's almost like we went backwards a little bit there, too. <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. It's, it's... so uh so having grown up on movies, it's it's the the idea of justice in entertainment often looks like revenge. And and that's where, that's where, I don't think that's what you mean by when you say justice. I I understand when you're saying injustice because I understand Roman Catholicism not to the degree that you do, but I understand that the concept of justice that Roman Catholicism espouses, right? And uh, and that's where, that's where um, what we put into our eyes and ears feeds our heart. And that feeds our heart. And when we start thinking of justice as revenge, or if you did this bad thing to me, then I can do it back to you, mm -hmm. at least this, to the same level, maybe a little bit more, because you're the one who inflicted it on me, right? right? right. And 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 that's the way we humans think. Mm -hmm. And and I, you know, and I'm not talking about penal system and stuff like that. I'm not going to get no, into I that. I know where you're going with this, but, man. It's you, so you understand what I'm saying? It's kind I, of like, I do. It, it, it would, well, I guess the other side of that, right, would be it would almost be unfair if there was no justice, right? Oh no, I'm I'm for justice. I'm saying, uh, I, I agree. With you. I mean, revenge, justice, whatever word you want to give it. Like if you could just do whatever you want and there was no price to pay. Let's go right. back to the first thing yeah. that you said, That's, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. If you, wow, what a world that would be. <laughs> like, there would be. be go ahead. I just think that would it would be crazy. I think people would just be doing like all sorts of things if there was nothing to if there was nothing to kind of keep us in line. And sometimes that thought of like I can't do this because I will pay for it, whether it's I'll get arrested by the police or I'll pay for it in the afterlife. That keeps a lot of folks on 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 the straight and narrow, I believe, <laughs> who who might do horrible things if they didn't have that thought. And whether well, yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. And I think what people call that. Some people call it the 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 higher angels. Listen, paying attention to the higher angels instead of lesser angels. Some people say a conscience, and some people, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Some people say vibrations. Mm -hmm. the, the illustrations for these things come to to individuals at the individual level, and and that's what that's a it's a fascinating time to be alive. Like, like you said, I mean, the timing of all this stuff is this is mar marijuana is not new medicine. It's been around 
and and being being I, I believer in Christ, I actually do believe in the creation account. I actually believe in the creation account. And because I believe in the creation account, I believe that marijuana and all these other things are here to help us. 100 percent. There's here there. to help us. So this is where this is what's really cool is that we can believe different things and still be in the same pointed in the same direction. And it's a positive direction, not a one where we're going to argue over this stuff because it's not a showstopper. And this is what's cool about having the conversation with you because you brought that up. I was like, yeah, that is that is a major point of of why I do the podcast. It's like we can talk about things and not agree on everything, but we still agree on the bigger picture. We still agree on that. You know, this stuff, not a big deal. Right. Cool. We're all going to be, and this goes back to how we all receive those things, like whether it's vibrations or, or meditation or however it is. Unity amongst diversity. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it. We don't have to agree on every single point to get along because at the at the end of the day, the important things, right? I think we agree on. And now I'm going to circle this back up and we'll, we'll wrap up, man. Now, the thing about what you're doing with the American Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine is that it is scientific publication. This is this is stuff that's tested. This is stuff that's not opinion. This well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, no, that and that's that was important to us, right? That we put to, that we put out, you know, in in the style of a JAMA, in the style of a New England Journal of Medicine, lead with peer review, science, and research. Because if you're gonna change a doctor's mind or open up a doctor's mind. You're not going to do it with, you know, uh, anecdotal studies, really. You're going to do it with peer-reviewed science and research. And once they understand that, the next person that comes to them, the next patient that asks them, hey, I'm looking at you, CBD. A question may be, well, what other drugs are you on? Or let's talk about delivery systems, you know, because the doctor's been a little bit educated. That's my hope. And that's what we hope to do. That's cool, man. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out? No, I think we've said it all, man. Right on. All right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My special guest is the publisher of the American Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine, Mr. Ken Watkins. Love you all.